Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, what is up, everyone? Can everyone hear me? I think we're good to go. Welcome to episode 95 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in on time. We got our live audience today, Sean. Chris, Tony, what's up, guys? More people are going to trickle in as the stream goes on, but um, thank you guys for showing up on time. Ivan, what's up? Crazy week this week, guys. Uh, thank you all for your support. Um, last week, when we pretty much did the biggest episode this podcast has ever had, and that was our interview with Cool Trainer Ryan. So I'm extremely grateful that you guys uh, showed up and even... <laughs> There's a lot of viewers, uh, more than what we're used to, and uh, it went well. I'm doing well, thank you. Rambo, what's up? So, episode 96 of the of the podcast, uh, crazy week. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. Uh, Devin is not here today, obviously. I think he's, um, he's moving. So, um, he should be back next week, but he said that he had to move a bunch of stuff. He only had a little bit of time to do it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. We're going to be doing it solo today. Eddie, what's up? Uh, for those of you that are on Spotify, well, you probably, if you jumped over, I guess if you jumped over to, to Apple or another platform, maybe YouTube, you saw that the videos aren't uploading on Spotify. I mean, even further, the podcasts aren't uploading to Spotify. I'm in contact with Anchor. They don't know what's going on. So this is this has been elevated beyond like, you know, just normal customer service stuff. They're like, look, we'll, we'll get back to you in like 48 hours. Cause something's not right. So, um, and it's only Spotify. So if you guys are having issues and you hopped over to Apple, cause you care that much, thank you guys. Or if you hopped over to YouTube, I appreciate that. All right. we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, am I missing anything? I feel like I'm missing a lot. Episode 100 is on the way. So super stoked for that. I I'm still drafting up some really cool ideas for you guys. Um, there will be something to the effect of a, of a, of a massive giveaway. So you want to be a part of that. And yeah, just excited. Um, for any new listeners that we picked up from the Ryan interview, uh, welcome guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy the more, well, that was a crazy informative uh, podcast, but our normally scheduled podcast, um, you know, we dive a little bit more into TCGs. So hopefully you guys enjoy that alpha. What's up? And, uh, that's it. Let's get onto the show today. Trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. What am I missing? Box break last Friday was great. Thank you guys for showing up to that. Um, that Yu-Gi-Oh box was broken. Absolutely broken. I don't understand how we got what we got. But um, yeah, lots of good feedback too on uh, the overall quality of the break. So thank you guys for that. All right. I think we got everything. Crazy week, dude. Crazy week. <laughs> I was a little overwhelmed today. Like literally, I, I finished work at six o'clock today. So about an hour and a half ago, I finished work. I had been in the seat this morning since like eight, eight o'clock and I got done at six and I was like, there's just not enough time in the day. So we're going to take a second to relax here. We're going to do, we're doing a little sipping, not a little ripping, you know, here we go, guys. First up this week on episode 95, we have our Poke Tower Scouter report. Here we go. All right, guys, <clears throat> welcome to the Poke Tower Scout Report. If you don't know what this is, 
Um, this is our segment uh, that's basically based on cards that you guys are on the fence about. So if you're looking at something and you're not sure if you want to buy it because of the price, maybe the populations, you know, there's lots of factors. Whatever it is that's holding you back from buying a card, we just kind of take a further in-depth analysis of the card and we say, hey, yeah, I think it's great based on these things. I think it's a dud on these things or maybe consider these things. Bunch of different stuff that we can talk about. All right. Um, so today on the Scouter Report, we got this card. Garchomp. Garchomp, Secret Rare. Uh, this is from Black and... Is this the Black and White era? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm lost right now. I believe it is. Uh, what set? What set? What set? Let me pull it up. Let's just pull it up. Garchomp. Uh, let's see. Garchomp 120. Plasma. It's Plasma Freeze. Duh. Okay. Plasma Freeze. One of the sets that I like. Um, but yeah, you talk about secret rares in this set um, and any black and white. Garchomp's a pretty strong character overall. So I was excited to do this one. And here we go. This is from our Discord member, Goatmon. I think he knows the answer about this card, but hey, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and answer it. Anyways, all right. So here's the stats. On TCG Player, this card is average price of 167.77. That is the market price. Um, the average listed median is 147. So you can find a couple that are underneath that. But remember with TCG Player, all that stuff, condition comes into play where you know you could pay 300 for mint you could pay 147 for something that's bent in half totally up to you and up to your discretion and it's a little harder to identify on tcg player these are just the stats though on ebay they had an average price of 112 dollars, and that was across five sales which i was kind of stunned i was like that's not bad at all i mean you can buy secret rares today for 112 dollars. so I was like, this is pretty good. Um, PSA 9s, they're selling for about 260 And check this out. I couldn't find any sales info on PSA 10. Um, there is one PSA 10 that is listed for $3,000. Crazy. Uh, PSA 8, you got a population of 25, which is stupid low. I mean, that's that's a solid number. Especially when we've been looking at these other sets, you know, from every Pokemon expansion, right? Uh, PSA 9, 75, still crazy low for a 9. Uh, and then PSA 10, 24. So these are great numbers as far as the populations go. Um, I bet you this guy is hard, very hard to pull. Um, I, can, I can see it now. And then let's move over to the um, commandments. Excuse me. Character. I'm giving Garchomp four stars. And some people could argue that it could be five stars. Uh, and you're right. He, he could be. But I just don't think Black and White's there yet. Black and White's not even 20 years old yet. Let's see what happens when Black and White's 20 years old. But right now, I consider him a four star. You know, I, I, I would still favor um, Dragonite over him. And, you know, he's he was kind of the first, like, pseudo-legendary, right? So... Um, but Garchomp's right there. He, he could be a five in some people's book. The artwork, I'm giving it four stars. Um, 
what I like about it is that Garchomp himself is taking up a lot of the surface area on the card. It's a good artwork. It's it's solid. It, there's nothing that, you know, knocks your socks off about it. I mean, he's a shiny. That's kind of cool. But other than that, you know, pretty pretty normal black and white artwork. It, it wasn't too crazy, like over the top. Um, Rarity, I'm giving it five stars. Okay. It's a secret rare from black and white plasma freeze. I think I have two sealed packs of plasma freeze. Um, I don't know how many sealed packs I would need to get a Garchomp. I think he's a little underpriced considering, like, where are you going to pull one? That's that's what I want to ask you guys. Okay, like, if you get Plasma Freeze, how much are you going to pay for that booster box? And then what are the odds you get this? I think they're pretty low. So that's where I, like, think, like, you know, it would take a lot to pull Garchomp, and, and I think it's more, I think it would take more money to pull him than just to buy it right now. And, and that's the case for any card. But when you're talking about someone like on this level, Garchomp, you know, in a secret rare from black and white, like all the good ingredients, I think it's a little underpriced for, for the raw um, raw version of this card. Uh, the set, Plasma Freeze, I'm giving it four stars. Um, I still like Plasma Freeze. I like a lot of, I like the whole Plasma, like, subgenre. I like Plasma Blast, Plasma Storm, Plasma Freeze. Um I know when we talked with Ryan, he was like, hey, you know, I don't really like the plasma. They kind of, they kind of suck, but I think there's some solid full arts, right? Like you got Dialga, Palkia, you got Genesect, you got Deox. How many times have you seen Deox in a full art? You just don't, right? Um, so you got Charizards, you got Articunos, you got Lugias. They're all solid. Plasma Storm is a little, you know, overhyped, but the other plasma sets I think are fairly hyped. I think they're right where they need to be and a secret rare from Plasma, uh, plasma Freeze is, you know, should be in the conversation. Uh, last thing, no story, no glory. Four stars again, right? Um, Pseudo legendary. Everyone remembers how much of a menace he was in Pokemon Diamond Pearl, right? Um, even in Black and White. So, you know, but he's he's just not Dragonite to me. Like like, let's say Garchomp was the first guy, and then Dragonite came after. You could make that argument that he would be a five star guy, but. He's four star, you know, and and for this, you know, he's he's a high end four star. You're talking four and a half stars, four point seven five out of five. Like, this is a very solid character to be buying, especially if you're a Garchomp guy. Like, this is probably one of the best Garchomp cards you can get. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna be turning my attention to this. I think a nine is solid. I think a nine is solid. When you're talking about less than a hundred PSA nines, how many more you think are out there? You know. I don't, I don't think, I hate to say it, but it's going to be a while before that PSA 9 pop breaks 200. I don't, I don't, I think it's going to be a while. Like to, to basically almost triple what it has now. And it's taken 20 years, not even 20 years. I mean, it's been what, nine years, nine years since black and white came out and it has a pop of 75. What is it going to be in another nine years? You know, I don't think it's going to break 200. Um, so I would be interested in looking at nines. I think you could even find a sleeper eight. You might be able to find an eight for, for a buck fifty, and that would totally be worth the you know hundred dollar price point plus a fifty dollar grade. Right? You're already you're already there. So I would, I would be interested in looking for some some CGC eights and nines, maybe a PSA eight or nine, and just get an absolute steal on this card. Um, I would love to have a ten. I mean, look at that. You got one listed for three thousand dollars, but. Is that in the cards for me? I don't know. Um, but this is definitely a card that I want in a 
you know, black and white. I've been, I've been black and white, you know, since I started collecting. I think it's just a solid set. And I have a little bias to that because that's when I started competing. All right. That's it for the the scout report. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I, I think it's a solid card. There's really no no question. I think if you can get this thing under 150 bucks in in eight quality or better, you're doing solid. You're doing solid. I mean, just look at the numbers. All right. That's it for the scout report this week. Thank you, Goatmon. Remember, if you guys want your cards in this segment, you gotta submit to the scouter report tab in our Discord. And you can always join our Discord by clicking any of the links in any of our videos. It'll even be in this one after it's posted. Um, and you join the Discord and you just start getting in the community. All right, moving on to TCG Battle Royale this week. We got a we got a handful of new stuff. Oh my gosh, Alpha, I just caught your comment. You know, it's funny, there was there was a guy, he got butt hurt on a TikTok, but whatever, I really don't care. Um, here we go, guys, TCG Battle Royale. This is our segment about the four TCGs we talk about every night, uh, every week. Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, Digimon. Wow, I almost forgot Digimon. That should tell you guys how tired I am. Okay, but anyways, we rank the four most recent modern sets uh, based on the values of the cards, based on the rarities that you can get in the cards, Based on the overall, you know, legacy of the set, the lore of the set, the story behind it, anything involving where you should prioritize these cards if you are a fan of all four, right? Because it's hard to buy all Yu-Gi-Oh, all Pokemon, all Dragon Ball, all Digimon. You got to figure out at some point, when am I, when am I going to prioritize other things over others? And this kind of helps you identify that, all right? Here we go, guys. Um, number one this week is, is a newbie. Uh, but no surprise to me. Now, keep in mind, um, I think uh, this set officially drops on Friday, right? Officially drops on Friday, but we talked about it. It's only a few days out. We're not going to have a podcast on Friday, so I, I figure it's appropriate now, okay? Here we go. Number one, it's going to be Digimon X Record. Brand new set for Digimon. Um and the the numbers look good. They they the numbers look consistent w- with what we've seen in Digimon, right? They just keep they're just trucking along. I'm so proud of Digimon. So proud of Bandai. Uh you can get a case for 851 59. Um that's a case of 12. Uh remember as we watched um Digital Hazard, that number is going to come down into the 700s, possibly high 600s. So pay attention to that. That may be something you want to wait on. I'm not telling you to buy this stuff right now, right? It's like still pre-release, you know, stuff hasn't released until a few days. Give it some time. This is just to get a little head start. And it's also, I think, the best option, even when you consider it with other sets that are out right now. Um, you can get a box for $74.95. Pretty average for Digimon, right? 70-ish dollars. You know, the lower end sets you might be able to get with 60-something, right? Uh, this is pretty normal. And then the four secret rares... You can get all four secret rares right now on TCG Player for $180.39. Deathmon, uh, the alt art, I guess is an absolute killer right now in the game. So he's going to get a lot of praise from players just because of how well he's doing. So something to keep in mind. Um, 
And then you have seven cards in the set itself right now. Seven cards that break the $15 price point. That's <laughs> What more can you ask for? Again, most of those cards are going to be your alternate arts and your secret rares. Uh, maybe some super rares. But that's, that's solid, right? Uh, you can't ask for too much, you know? And it's just another solid set. And when, when you look at these other sets that I put out, you'll see why. Like, this, this makes sense. Right, you're gonna pull a secret rare, um, the normal secret rare, or you're gonna pull an alt secret, and then you're gonna pull some alt art of some form, or you're gonna pull two secrets. You're gonna land a, you know, just like I say every week, you're gonna land somewhere between forty-five and like seventy bucks just from like two cards. That's not counting the bulk or any other playable cards you might have. So a lot of people can recuperate that sixty to seventy dollar bill that they pay for a box. It's very rewarding. Number two this week, Yu-Gi-Oh! This is uh, Power of the Elements. We don't have we don't have anything on this, right? Um, we have nothing. And let me make sure I'm saying it right. I always jack it up. Yeah, it is Power of the Elements. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a little tired, guys. All right, Power of the Elements. You can get a case right now for $740. Um... This is nuts. This think about this. You can get a case right now for 740. I don't have any images for you because that's how new this is. This is going to drop on Friday, I believe. So we still have some time. Remember, these are pre pre-sale info. None of this stuff is solid. Don't take it don't take it, you know, to heart. This stuff can change. Um you can buy a box right now for 7842, which is pretty darn high for Yu-Gi-Oh, right? We were seeing Dimension Force down into the low 50s. So that tells you how hyped this is right now. And that's that's normal with pre-release type stuff. None of this should be a surprise to you. Now this is crazy. The two starlights in the set, just the two starlights, um, are $868.90. That's for pre-sale prices. Now that could skyrocket when this thing releases and people realize how awesome, you know, like how hard it is to get. There's a supply squeeze, like all that stuff could happen. Um, but right, so... This is the huge guessing game. Some people guess right and they buy early and this this is a joke to them. This price is a joke to them. Some people buy late after the pre-sale stuff because they're like, no, there's no way that price is going to hold and they end up winning. So it's it's a push-pull. You have to decide that. I can't decide it for you. Um, but solid for two Starlights, right? Because we were... With Dimension Force, there was five Starlights and they barely clipped that $800 price point. So for two cards to get that on its own, it's pretty good. Pretty darn good. There's something there's something cooking there with Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, you also have 12 cards in this set that break the $15 price point. Again, take that with a grain of salt. It's pre-release week. We don't have a lot of info on the set. Look, P- TCG player doesn't even have the freaking pictures yet. So stand by on that. I put it at number two because I think it's it's something exciting to talk about. Um, it's something exciting. It's definitely not the better option with, with Digimon. You can't argue that you really can't until we find out what the, what the secret rares and all that stuff, you know, do for Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and plus at 80 bucks, you're almost paying $80 for a box on TCG player. I'm not feeling that, you know, uh, at, at 80 bucks, I'm, I'm thinking about trying to find that Garchomp, you know? All right. So that's number two this week. Stand by on that. It could totally change. These these things could flop real quick, but you'll see why that these are number one and number two over the other two options we have. 
Number three this week, Pokemon Go. Now, the prices came up a tad on Pokemon. You can get a case now for $436, which is basically $43 a box. $44 a box. Excuse me. Um, you get a box for $44.92. And the top four cards in the set now come out to $171.11. Crazy week that it's been. The Mewtwo V alternate art is coming back up a little bit. He's in the 50s. The Rainbow Mewtwo is in the 40s. And then you have Dragonite, high 30s, and Gold Mewtwo, high 30s. Um, so those are the four that you can get right now for 171 Not great. Like, I, I don't really believe in that Dragonite long-term. I mean, I don't believe in any of these cards long-term, but still a little high. I, I think... I'm still getting those 25th anniversary vibes. I think you just got to wait this one out, right? <clears throat> All right. And then you have six cards in this set that break the $15 price point. The, the bad news about that is that they're all rainbow rares. So if you were to buy, you know, I don't know. I can't even think of an example. I mean, we didn't pull any rainbows last week, so I... I, you still got to respect the rarity a tad, but it's not like you're going to buy an ETB and get the Altart Mewtwo, get a rainbow and get a gold and get, you know, something else. Like it's very unlikely that'll happen. I'm sure it's happened to some people, but it's very unlikely that that'll happen. And I just don't like when the secret rares are the only cards that break the $15 price point. I can't stand that, right? Like with Digimon, you can get a rare alternate art. You can get, you know, any alternate art for that matter. Um, and those kind of transcend the rarity at, at, at the base level. But with Pokemon, it's like, well, yeah, we have 20 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. You're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. What cards are they? And they're like, well, they're all secret rares. That's not appealing to me, right? Uh, and that's, that's probably why people behave the way they do in Pokemon. All right. Number four this week, Dragon Ball Ultimate Squad, just hanging on by a thread. I almost put Dragon Ball above Pokemon, but I thought to myself, I said, I was thinking about this. In two years, what cards will be remembered more? In two years, will it be the secret rares from Ultimate Squad? Or the secret, like what? What has a chance of being in more people's collection? The secret rares from Ultimate Squad, or the secrets, you know, alts from Pokemon Go? What's going to be more popular? What has a bigger fan base behind it? What, who, you know, who's got the better brand, the better longevity? And the answer is Pokemon. So that's why Pokemon went number three this week. Ultimate Squad, you can get a case for six thirty three twenty eight, which is that's the lowest thing here. It's the cheapest thing here, um, besides the the ETBs. Uh, you can get a box for fifty three ninety six, which came up quite a bit. The case price also came up quite a bit. I think we were in the low fives or high fives um, last week. You get the three secret rares for three fifteen forty six, and sadly enough, uh, the only three cards that break the fifteen dollar price point in this set are the secret rares. So take take what you will from that. Um, I think. When we started doing this with Ultimate Squad, Ultimate Squad, I think you could have got all three secret rares for like 390 
So it's dropped almost $80 since we started covering it. And it'll probably continue to drop, right? The the Oath of Z and then the villains, they keep dropping. Gohan's hanging on by a thread. I think it's around 180, 190 right now. But nothing too crazy. Um movie comes out in about two weeks. We'll see, we'll see if something happens. But uh, other than that, it's the oldest set here, and you just don't see a lot of people talking about it. That's why I gave it number four. All right. That is it for the TCG Battle Royale this week. Here we go. Here are the stats. We got Digimon X record number one. These are pre-sale numbers, guys. Do not go out and buy yet. Use your brain. Unless you have some strategy in mind, okay? Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Power of the Elements, number two. Again, another pre-sale. Pokemon Go, number three. And number four, Dragon Ball Super Ultimate Squad. That is it for the Battle Royale. Um, hopefully we can get something new here because I have a feeling Digimon's going to continue to dominate for a while. All right, moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? All right, guys, coming back to Pokemon and covering every Pokemon expansion since the beginning. Last week we did Pokemon Legendary Collection and there was a lot of cards um, that we saw. Hey, we should probably pay attention to this. Well, today we're going to be looking at something that I, you know, me and Devin been preaching since since the start of all this, and that's Pokemon Expedition base set. We are now coming to the end of the Watsi era, Wizards of the Coast era. Um, these last three sets we cover are going to be the final sets that were printed by Wizards of the Coast. After that, we're going to be moving on into Pokemon Company and the whole EX era. So these cards right here are known to be some of the shortest printed cards in all Pokemon in terms of their expansions and their boosters, okay? All right, let's take a look at the prices like we always do, and then we'll go from there. Organized by price, duh. Boop, boop, there we go. All right, guys, here we go. We got the Charizard Hollow at 444, Mewtwo, 277, Blastoise, 229. Mew, 189. Dragonite, 177. Tyranitar, 157. Gengar, 110. I got to show you guys something. It's, it's one of my favorite cards. One of my favorite cards. I love them. Okay. Got my own little Expedition Gengar. I still need a Sky Ridge Gengar. I'll get it. Um, Typhlosion at 106. Feraligator, 101. Alakazam, 86. Charizard. Now, with this Charizard right here, this is just a regular non-holo. And you can also talk about the reverse holo rare in this, this card, but it's 79 bucks. Jake, what's up? Pichu, 73. That's a holo. Uh, Clefable, $70 or 71. Meganium, 68. And then Raichu, 68. And then you also have the uh, Charizard down here at 65, but I cut it off at the top 15, and Raichu makes it at the top 15. All right, that's the price guide. Now let's get into the populations. These cards are sick, by the way, guys. Like, I, I, oh, man, that was something. That was one of the, one of the few things that I learned um, from Ryan is I kind of. 
identified who I am as a collector even more. Like, not that he showed me anything, but talking to him helped me solidify a lot of stuff that that I believe as a collector. Um, it also showed me that, you know, um, I need to dive a little bit more into my Pokemon stuff. I have to, right? I, I really like these e e-reader type cards. Um, and I really like Expedition, uh, Aquapolis, and Skyridge. But beyond that, I have a huge interest in the whole EX era, and I don't have a lot of the cards. So that was one of the things I said to myself, like, you need to dedicate some time to this. Um, get those cards in hand and see how that makes you feel and see where that takes you, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to grow you somehow, but you need to experience it. All right, here we go. Let's get into the pops. First up, we got the Charizard with 39 tens. And to be honest, I'm not really a fan of that artwork. I'm not. Um, I, I like that it's e-reader style, but I'm not. That's just when I think of Charizard. I mean, obviously, it's crazy expensive, but like when I think of Charizard cards, that one doesn't come to mind. Now, the Mewtwo with 46 PSA 10s, that this is one of the cards that's on my watch list. Um, Blastoise, 65 10s. Mew, 24 10s, which is the lowest on this page. Holy crap. Dragonite, 31, second lowest. And then Tyranitar, 51. Um... Let's you know, looking at this, keep in mind, like when I do that, when I'm building this this slide, guys, like I only analyze so much, but I save my response for you guys so that you guys get like an honest take on what this stuff is to me. Um, because you know, a lot of people ask me, like, well, what do you think about this? What's your opinion on this? And I don't like to pre-rehearse what I'm going to say. It's I want to tell you the truth. So whatever it is, it is. Um, and looking at this, you know. I like Dragonite and Mewtwo. Those are my favorites. Um, and I would... It's crazy. This is one of the few sets, like... I would probably go for those even if I saw opportunity somewhere else. Just because I like those guys that much, right? Um, I think... Where are we going with this? Let's see. That Mew. That Mew is is the sleeper. I mean, you look at his pops... He has the lowest pops of all the cards. Only PSA 8 is the is the one that's a little bit higher, but 9s are lower than every card on this page. 10s are lower than every card on this page. Um, I think, but Mew's, that's also a solid Mew card. Like, I'm not hating on that. Yeah. I would say, like, Mew, Dragonite, Mewtwo. That's what I'm looking at. The Blastoise is sick. I can do without Tyranitar. I can do without Charizard. All right, moving on to the next page. We got Gengar with 69 10s. That is appropriate for that card. That's funny. Okay. Typhlosion, 27 10s. Holy crap. I didn't I didn't see that earlier. Uh, for Alligator, 36 10s which is, I think, one of the coolest for alligator arts is that one. Uh, Alakazam, 5710s. Charizard, this is the uh, rare non-holo or the reverse holo. It's the rare non-holo, my bad. Uh, 182. 
in a 10. And then you have Pichu Hollow, 30. Um, here, you know, it's crazy. That was another thing that I came to. Um, talking with Ryan and all that stuff. Um, for some reason, I kept getting this urge like, I need to look more at Typhlosion. I don't know where I got that from, but I was like, I need to look more at Typhlosion. So, like on this page, I'm going Gengar and Alakazam. I've always talked about those cards. I love those cards. Then I'd probably go for Alligator. Then I'd go Typhlosion. Um, if you wanted, if you wanted to chase, you obviously go for the Typhlosion, right? Typhlosion and and Pichu. They had the lowest pops. Uh, probably really hard to find, but yeah, it's, this is pretty cut and dry. All right, <laughs> you guys are funny. Moving on, last page here. These cards are sick. You got uh, Clefable with 25 tens, Meganium with 25 tens, and then you have Raichu who just keeps lingering around. And I swear, Raichu's in like every set, uh, just lingering around in every set with 54 tens. Um, I'll pass on these. I'll pass on these. I would I would much rather just put effort into into these guys and these guys. And not because they're higher up on the list for value, but I, being honest with myself, I like Mewtwo. I like Mew. I like Dragonite. I like Blastoise. Gengar. Alakazam. For Alligator. Those are... If you guys know anything about my collecting style, I really have to like the way the card looks. And the card can't look like... You guys know my style. I like good art, right? I like good art. And I, but it also has to have like a, an edge to it, right? Like it just can't be too clean cut. It's got to be a little grungy. It's got to be a little, you know, it's got to have some greasy to it. That's why I really like this for alligator. All right. Um, Meganium, this is a weak card for Meganium, but you got to respect that it, that it comes out of expedition. Like that's the thing guys. If you're going to, if you're a Meganium guy, this is one of the ones I would get, you know, and then obviously I'd try to get, you know, like a first edition, uh, Neo, you know, first appearance, but you talk about pops. These guys are truly capped. I think the overall population for expedition base set was just over 30 K 30,000 cards. That's it. Guys, that's absolutely nuts. There are, there are more than 30,000 people in most of the cities you live in. Most of the towns you live in 30,000 is a drop in the bucket. And that's for every card graded in the set. Absolutely nuts. Um, but that is it for covering Expedition base set. We're, we're starting to get into the nitty gritty now. And like this is super exciting because this is where some of my interest has gone into. As a matter of fact, I bought my, <laughs> I bought my first EX card the other day from the EX era. So I'll share that uh, when I get it. Nothing crazy, but it's like, hey, you know what? You got to just start. Just start. You'll find your way as you go, just like I did with Digimon, just like I did with Pokemon when I first started, right? You, even basketball cards. Just go buy something and then formulate a plan as you go. That's literally the best way to do it. Alexio, what's up? All right, guys. That's it for Pokemon this week. Moving on to Yu-Gi-Oh! I think you're going to like this. All right, guys. Heart of the Cards. Um, so this was, this was pretty interesting when we were talking with Ryan, 
and he was talking about his Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, you know, and he and he even mentioned that, hey, I didn't grow up, I didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. The only reason I have Yu-Gi-Oh is because I bought it from that dude. And it kind of threw me for a ringer when he was like, yeah, you know, the Magician's Force has hobby and retail boxes. And I'm familiar with hobby and retail, but I did not know, 100% did not know that they did this for Yu-Gi-Oh. Excuse me. I had no idea. So I had to do some research and I didn't want to call him out on the show because I was like, damn, he, he might know something I don't know. And I'm going to take his word for it. So I really wasn't sure. I had to look it up. And what do you know? Um, the old school Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, um, the, the legacy sets, you know, all the way up to GX had this thing where they did hobby versus retail boxes. CT, what's up? Um, I did a little research. This picture right here is a video on YouTube that you can find that explains everything. I didn't link it, um, but you can go ahead and check it out. Just type in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Hobby versus Retail. This video is everything you need to know. It gives you it down by the set. And then I had to check another sort. I had to keep cross-referencing. Um, and then this was like from a, a, a vlog here that I can't even read you because it's like just too small. Oops, go back. Let me see if I can open this up and read it. Uh, it says, I was browsing around sites, and this one site that had pre-orders coming up for Light of Destruction boxes, um, the thing is, is, it said Hobby Booster Box, and then the other was a Retail Booster Box. So I want to know what the difference is, right? And people are like, well, simply put, they put different secret rare cards in Retail version and Hobby versions. That's what the answer was. Um, so if you got to, if you want a master set or collect all the cards, you got to get both. And I was like, oh shoot, this is a real thing. Um, and come to find out he was right. He was, Ryan was a hundred percent right about what he was saying. Uh, the, the dark magician girl is only found in the hobby boxes of magician's force. And the way you can identify that is by the special like serial numbers on the back of the boxes. I had no idea about this. Um, I know you do it for like sports um, and stuff like that, but I had no idea that it it was Yu-Gi-Oh did this as an incentive back in the day so people would buy from hobby shops because that was the story, right? The story was, hey, if you buy from hobby, you're going to get you can get a better card. Very much a true thing and it there's like 11 sets of Yu-Gi-Oh that did this before they stopped, which is absolutely nuts. Um, I don't think they do it anymore, but that's crazy. Like, I had no idea, and a really cool thing, and, you know, something short and sweet to talk about for Yu-Gi-Oh since Devin isn't here today. Um, solid. Solid info. Super useful. Now, like, if you find yourself looking... At high-end boxes, that's just another check in the box to be like, I have to check this. You know what I mean? Very cool stuff. All right. That's it for Heart of the Cards this week. Moving on to Digi Destined. We got a treat for you today. Here we go. Digimon. Digimon. All right, guys. You guys know for Digimon... Specifically, Digi Battle, we like to test our, our theories on pull rates and information like that. We also know these booster packs sell for like 
500 <laughs> to like $1,000, right? On any given auction. We just don't know when. Uh, so it's hard, it's hard to test that stuff because it's expensive. Um, well, our Discord member, Wiener Schnitzel, all the way from Canada, was able to acquire half a case of Digibattle Series 5 blisters, specifically the red ones. If you guys have been around for a while, you guys know that in the red packs, you can pull Black Wargreymon, the foil, which is arguably one of the top five cards in Digibattle. Um, or you could pull Black War Greymon, or Black War Growlmon. You could pull a foil in him. You could pull a foil in uh, Diaboromon, Armageddon. Like, there's a handful of cool cards, Impmon, things like that. Um, but the big one is Black War Greymon. So there's a big spotlight on red packs, and Eric, aka Wiener Stencil, got, got his hands on some. So today we're going to watch a quick video of him opening two packs. You got to drink the Bud Light. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. I'm not going to stall anymore. Let's take a look at what he got. Now, keep in mind, you can pull specific hollows based on color, okay? That's that's what we were trying to test here. Here we go. What's up, guys? What's up? going to be opening one of these up today. See if I've gotten any better at opening up these damn packs. <laughs> Eric has a hard time with these packs. So he's weighing them outside of the blister. Oh, weigh one. Solid. Weigh them with the blister, but this is this is very smart on his end. Sixteen point two. Okay. Good reference. See how long this takes me. 16.2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're going to watch him struggle here. Oh. There, you got it. Yeah. Bad. <clears throat> half an hour. Look at all those packs behind his hand, guys. It's just absolutely. That's what, that's what blows my mind. <laughs> God, that's nuts. I don't know who packaged this up. <laughs> All right, let's see what he got. Okay. All right. Oh! Ooh. Gold stamp Zukayamon. Gold tax. Solid. Hey, I don't have that one. That's sick. That's about as good condition as you're going to get, dude. Holy crap. <laughs> Keep in mind, guys. Oh, Blackwell Greymon non hollow. All right. Nice. Um, so that's what we're after. Are we going to get the hollow? The gold stamp in any given pack is like a 2% chance. Remember that. It's like a 2% chance on any given pack. Um, he bought, he bought half a case. Remember in one case, you can pull approximately two to three gold stamps in one case. One case yields two to three gold stamps. So if he buys half, he should get at least one. Solid. I wish I... I don't have a Zukayamon that's in that good a condition. 
so super jelly because I have to finish series five gold stamps at PSA. That's gonna be tough. <sighs> I do. I'm getting pretty good at this. We got a professional digi battle opener. All right. Moving on. Oh, another gold <laughs> stamp okay. Armageddon. I don't have this guy either. In two packs, Sick. this dude literally just set box odds. In two packs. Keep in mind, any given pack is a 2% chance to pull. He did it in two packs. He got two golds. He might Sweet. have just... He literally... He probably pulled all the golds in the entire case. Not bad for the first two packs, eh? That's solid. That's amazing. Cheers, boys. Cheers. There we go. That was awesome. Guys, I don't I don't care what you think. Go buy go buy a $10,000, $12,000 case of DigiBattle Series 5 and try to pull two golds back to back. You won't do it. You won't do it. Um it it'll take you the whole case. That was an absolute, like, like I said, he bought half the case. So th whoever has the other half, it's likely they're not getting a gold. So think about the other side of this story. Let's say someone else films the other half of the case and they're like, gold stamps are nothing. I'm going to pull one, blah, blah, blah. And they get skunked, right? So you have two different pieces of data. You, we have this data where someone can be like, that's too easy, dude. Gold stamps aren't rare. Look, at he got two back-to-back. -back, boom, boom, not rare. You could say that. But think about the other guy who has to deal with the other half of the case that could be empty, right? What happens What happens if they pull zero golds, but they pull Black or Greymon? The foil. Right? So this is a very interesting thing and something that's developing. Like, we're going to figure out, you know, I don't know what Eric's going to do with the rest of those packs. I know he said he opened a few more. It's not going too well. But... The math, the math itself, right? Um, if you had a full case, 24 packs, you have about a 53.6% chance of pulling Black War Gray Monfoil. Um, that's 50 something, it's 53, right? It's better than half. Um, so his odds, if you cut that in half, right, is just over 25%. Um, so I'm pulling for him. I hope he gets it. I mean, Maybe the only, if he, like, let's say he grades with PSA, it's going to be the only 10 probably ever. <laughs> it's going to be the grail of all Digimon. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, but it would be nuts to see. Absolutely nuts to see. This was a sight to see because, you know, I love looking at this stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I didn't want to dive any much further into that. Um, but that's it for DigiDestin this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Moving on to Dragon Ball. Thank you, Eric. Here we go. Here we go. Dragon Ball this week. This is our segment about Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, anything Dragon Ball. Um, but today we're talking about something pretty cool. Um... Chase, our mod, he hit me up and was like, hey, did you enter for the Dragon Ball, the premium Bandai sweepstakes thing? And uh, I was like, mm, I, no, I, I seen it, but I didn't do it. And then he showed me. 
He's like, well, you can win an opportunity to purchase this card and there's only like 5,500 of them. But you have to obviously win the raffle to buy it, right? So it's kind of a randomized... This is, this is a silver card, by the way. Um, arguably one of the most popular cards in Super right now because of the lore behind the tournament power, you know. It's got this prize card look to it, right? So we're going to take a look at it and see what it is, see what it's all about. Dragon Ball Super Card Game introduces pure silver Goku and Frieza card. This was on the 27th, so just a few days ago. Last year, the hottest Dragon Ball Super Card Game secret rare was Goku and Frieza from Miraculous Conclusion, uh, Miraculous Conclusion from Cross Spirits. Before God Rares existed, before we'd even heard of the upcoming Zenkai series, this secret rare was seen as the major drop of the year. See, I didn't even know that. Uh, it created the decisive moment during the Tournament of Power when Frieza teamed up with Goku, who was notably using the classic Super Saiyan form. Okay. The card remains high in value after the set overall came down in the market, but now there is even more premium version of this card than the gold-etched secret rare. This card is indeed so limited that Dragon Ball Super fans can simply enter for a chance, not a guarantee to buy it. As part of Dragon Ball Super Card Game's 5th anniversary celebration, Bandai is releasing a pure silver version of the now-iconic card. Show of hands, who entered the raffle? I did. I definitely did. Here's the card. Let's see if we can get a closer look. That's not it. Get out of here. Here's the card. Check it out. Can you guys see that? Oh, there. This is all silver. And I, and I bet you this is like permanently. This is basically you're, you're just keeping it like this. I don't think you're going any further than that. That is sick. That would look great back here. All right. Bandai writes, the first ever pure silver Dragon Ball Super Card game, the production run is limited to 555 pieces, each engraved with a unique serial number. That's awesome. This is your chance to win a one-of-a-kind piece of Dragon Ball Super Card game history. Each one of these pure silver treasures is housed in an acrylic case. The price, $1,100. That's crazy because the God Rare is still like over 2000 the entry period concludes August 8th, 2022, so ju in just a few days. Bandai adds a free premium premium Bandai membership is required to enter. Guys, all you got to do is go to premiumbandai.com, make an, make an account, put your email in, and you're, you're pretty much allowed to be in. Um, one entry per person. Only those who enter will have a chance to become potential purchasers. You get randomly selected. Um, those not selected will, no will not be notified, so you're only going to get a notification if you win. Those who have entered the Chance to Buy program will receive a confirmation by August 10th. Potential purchasers will be notified by email between August 17th and early October. Ordering instructions will be included in the email. Okay. 555 potential purchasers total. Potential purchasers can only purchase one copy of the item. We will not respond to inquiries regarding Chance to Buy program result confirmation. Wow, and then the item will be shipped February next year. Holy crap. I mean, good luck, everyone. I Could you imagine if someone in the Discord got that? The real question is, would you pay if you got the bill? I would. I totally would. This, this reminds me of um, like when Yu-Gi-Oh! 
does like the the limited edition like blue eyes acrylics right or they do um kaibas you know suit suitcase briefcase thing that's what this reminds me of so same deal um no brainer no brainer there you guys go short and sweet for dragon ball um yeah i i uh i have i have nothing else to add i think that's this would be one of the more unique things in my collection right cuz i don't think i have anything that's in an acrylic that you know that's like i wouldn't grade Yeah, that's sweet. I'd do it. All right, guys. That's it for Dragon Ball this week. Let's get into some gaming. Here we go. Greasy's Gaming Corner. One of our newest segments on the podcast. We're talking about video games. We're learning about video games. Um, If you guys want some insight on how to collect video games... You might want to listen to our interview with Cool Trainer Ryan. He knows a few things, and I actually learned a few things from him. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, Greasy's Gaming Corner. Today, we are looking at the top 25 Xbox 360 games of all time. Um, why Xbox 360? Well, because if you guys saw on March Madness today, Xbox 360 was facing off. Um, against, uh, who was it? Oh gosh. Oh, I can't remember. Let's see. What? Um, one second, March Madness. Here we go. PS3, duh. Holy moly. I just drew a complete blank there. All right. So we're looking at the top 25 games at Xbox 360 because maybe, maybe if this is your favorite system, you can get an idea of what the top games are, find out where you fall in that, and then start collecting. All right, here we go. This comes from IGN.com, the top 25 Xbox 360 games of all time. And I can tell you there was, on. I already took a, a look at this list, and there's some things I just kind of didn't really jive with. But maybe it's because I was more of an Xbox kid. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why some of this stuff doesn't really, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Well over a decade after its release, Xbox 360 remains one of the most beloved home consoles of all time. It's the system that affirmed Microsoft's place in a seemingly impenetrable console market. Next to powerhouses, Sony and Nintendo. Oh, excuse me. All right. Finalized in 2015, this list was created by current and former IGN editors. All right, all right. Xbox 360 was home to some of the all-time best shooters, RPGs, indies, platformers, and adventures. All right, here we go. Let's see what they got. Top 25. Let's go. Oh, wow. That's funny. Number 25, South Park, The Stick of Truth. I would have never guessed this game would have been on top, like on in the top 25. Um, Wow. Okay. I never played that game. I'm guessing that one right there. That's it. Okay. The Stick of Truth. Oh, this is way better. Let's do it like this. Okay. Next. Fez? What is this? Before realizing the depths of Fez, the outward-facing appeal was simple, yet this is from Xbox Arcade, right? This can't be just a 360 game. 
puzzle game. Wow. I don't know what's going on. Okay. 23, Minecraft. What? Out of nowhere, PC Masterpiece found much more success on Xbox 360 than most anyone anticipated. I'm not a Minecraft kid. I don't... I am floored right now with these top games. What's this? Advertisement? Gears of War 3. Okay, I can get behind that. Gears of War. Um, why Gears of War 3? I thought Gears of War 1 was legendary. Solid, I mean, the whole chainsaw, chainsaw melee thing was like unheard of, dude. I, that was such a sick game. And then fighting all the waves. Great game. 21, Forza Motorsport. Never been a huge fan of racing games. I don't know. I don't know about that. Number six, Rayman Legends. Never understood all the hype behind Rayman. I don't get it. Okay. Number 19, Shadow Complex. Never even heard of this game. What is going on? The Metroid School design teaches philosophies that many games have abandoned in recent years, but Shadow Complex politically driven thriller story uses magnificently. Okay. Shadow Complex is the closest thing we have to a traditional Metroid game. This was a defining Xbox Live Arcade release at the time, and it remains an essential, unforgettable Xbox 360 game. What? Wow. Okay. 18, The Walking Dead game. That's I played a little bit of this game. That's cool. I mean, I didn't see it. Really? Top 25 game, though? It's a good game, but I didn't get very far. I didn't get very far. 17, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Okay, I saw that coming. I thought it would have been higher, um, but all right. Number 16, Mark of the Ninja. What the hell are these games? Splinter Center, Splinter Cell style hardcore stealth could be equally effective in 2D. Wow. I must I must have missed out on a lot of Xbox 360 because this was not what I was playing on 360. Limbo? I feel like I've heard of this one. Yeah, this is a creepy game. The puzzle game from Play Dead defies nearly every norm established by generations preceding it. Certainly games that influenced it. The grim tone, moody story, surprising level of violence against children. Yeah, I remember this. I, I think I played demos of this game. Never actually bought it, though. Okay, Limbo. Next, number 10. We're in the top 10 now. Mirror's Edge. First person parkour game. What? I must have been an Xbox kid because I don't remember any of these games. What's going on here? Dark Souls. Okay, I get that. I never played it, but I had a lot of friends that are into Dark Souls. Um, okay, I'm, I'm in with that because I know a lot of people who are deep in this game. Number 12, Halo 2 or Halo 4. Okay. 
Halo 4, sick. What about Halo 3? Uh, I think I was pretty busy in the Navy when this game came out. So that's probably why Halo 3 sticks with me a little more. Because I didn't play Halo. I don't think I played Halo 4. Um, Master Chief is arguably the face of Xbox. So I feel like it's actually kind of a low, low ranking for him. Hmm. Batman Arkham City. Okay, I heard this was a really good game. Did not think it'd be in the top 25 of all time. That's I'm getting thrown for a ringer right now. Um, is it really that good? I've, I, I have friends who spoke highly about this game. Never played it. 10, Bioshock. Okay. Heard a lot about this one. I, I think that's pretty fair. I think this, this is a, a name that comes up a lot. Rock Band 3, solid. Okay, now we're, we're heating up a little bit. Rock Band 3, I get that. The Rock Band games in general were huge. Um, I don't enjoy them at all now. Like, Guitar Hero, Rock Band, I don't care about them at all right now. Like, even if I see them at, like, an arcade, I'm not playing. But I remember when they came out, how much of an impact everybody was playing that with their friends. Rock Band, I remember that. Fallout 3, okay. Never played a lot of Fallout, but I get it. I get it. Um, Lots of friends play this game. Lots of my friends play this one. What's next? Red Dead Redemption. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Red Dead Redemption. Easily top 10. I get, okay, I get that. That's This is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Elder Scrolls 5. Okay, Skyrim. Yep. Okay, makes sense. Devin played this game a lot. I didn't play it a lot, but Devin played the crap out of it. Uh, I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it. The Orange Box? What? What is the Orange Box? Only the number one game on our list supersedes the Orange Box. In terms of sheer value proposition. What? And even that is debatable. Val... Valve's color monikered compilation packs one of the best first-person shooters of all time in Half-Life 2. Both of its stellar episodic add-ons, class-based multiplayer. What? What? Portal 2? Never has smarter gameplay and smarter humor. Okay, Portal 2. Um, never even heard of this game. Never heard of this. What? What is this? Why is this number four? What the heck is going on? How much of my life have I missed out on? Was I in a coma? All right. Number three. Halo 3. Thank you. Okay. I can rest. Halo 3 is number three on the list. Solid. Okay. I don't even care who's number two, number one, because you could debate anyway. It's good. Good. Halo 3 was great. I remember buying an Xbox 360, uh, I believe, shoot, I might, I may have just finished, like, when was this, what year was this, what year was this, does it say, 
Oh, crap. I had two Xbox 360s, and I remember... Well, maybe I just bought this game. Mm, I can't remember. What was I, like 17, 16, 17? Something like that. Holy cow. Grand Theft Auto V. I get it. Not a fan of the games. Sorry, guys. I just... I don't know. You're better off finding me playing like Pokemon on Game Boy. Who's number one? Mass Effect Trilogy. Okay. No, I, I, I'm I, okay with that pick. Like, I'm okay with... I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You know, like, I played one out of three. I played Halo 3 the most. Um, Grand Theft Auto, huge amongst all my peers, all my friends. Mass Effect, trilo- the whole Mass Effect game in... I had friends that were crazy over this stuff that weren't crazy for Halo. So this makes sense to me. Um, Okay, this list was... Holy crap. I mean... I was not expecting that list to be like that. That is... I'm going to have to take another look at this. Because really, from a collecting standpoint, I'm going to be looking at Halo 3. I'm going to be looking at Gears of War. Crap. I mean, maybe I'll take a look at South Park just because I'm a fan of the the show itself. But uh, other than that, like I would go. Didn't Fable have some releases on 360 that were pretty dope? Like Fable was good. They weren't all on. They weren't all on Xbox releases. Fable was good. Portal was huge. Big speed running game. You guys know more than I do. That's great. Portal Two was big in my call. That's awesome. No. I'm glad you guys know more than I do. Wow. I'm I'm just surprised. Was anyone else did does anyone agree with that list? No one was surprised with that. Like 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 we're all just cool with that. I was kind of surprised. Not gonna lie. I don't know what I, to be honest, I don't know what I would add. I fable, duh. The first Gears of War. Like I thought Reach was great. Halo Reach was awesome. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. As a matter of fact, yeah. What's that? Uh, or was is Xbox 360 the same? Um, crap. They made it. They made the Xbox 360, but it was a slimmer version. But it was still 360, and that's when Reach came out. I remember buying a new system and Reach at Walmart the day it came out. Hmm. I don't know. I joined halfway, but Mario 64 was on there. You're hilarious. Mario 64 <laughs> on the top 25 Xbox games. Yeah. All right. That's it for the top 25 Xbox 360 games of all time. Let's move on to March Madness. This was a really exciting week, guys. Here we go. All right, guys, March Madness, here we go. Uh, as you can see, I didn't put the results on the page because I figured, you know, that takes away from all the excitement, right? 
Um, so this new March Madness is uh, based on our favorite video game consoles, and this list was derived from the top consoles of all time. So we took the top 16 consoles, put them on a bracket, randomized it, and here we go. Uh, this week, I think we had four four matchups. Let me see. One, two, three, four matchups. Yep. And uh, I went, uh, let's see here. I went three and one. I went three and one. Let's see how you guys did. The first matchup we had was PS2 versus N64. N64 wins 18 to 6. Yes. And that was, that might be one of the biggest hurdles for N64 to make it to the championship. That was the biggest hurdle, I think. Um, Look at the path he has now. I mean, N64 is going straight to the championship, which is my pick. I want that. I want N64 to go all the way. Um, solid pick, easy route, right? I think he can take Game Boy. I think he can take Super Nintendo. Then it just comes down to you know, can he beat the original Nintendo? I don't know. We'll see. All right, I'm down with that. I'm glad you guys picked that one too. This was a big one too. I was scared for this guy. Um, you got PS3 versus Xbox 360. Xbox 360 wins 16 to 7. Thrilled. Thrilled on that. Um, Xbox 360 still has quite a journey, though, to get to, to get to a championship round. PS2 had zero chance. No, Chris, you're right. But that's crazy, though. It's crazy, though, because remember, we just looked at an article a few weeks ago, like, and PlayStation 2 sold way more consoles, way more games than... N64, I mean, N64, I don't even think was top five. I think they were top 10, maybe. Crazy. Um, But Xbox 360 wins. I'm, I'm pumped on that. I'm glad you guys picked that one. I'm all for it. PS3, I bought a PS3 when I was in the Navy. Hardly ever played it. All right. Next up, we had PS1 versus PSP. PlayStation wins 15 to 8. That one was a little bit closer, but still got a little blowout going on there. So so next week, we're going to have PlayStation 1 versus Xbox 360. Anyone got any picks on that? My heart says 360. Mm, My gut says PS1 is probably going to win that one. Missing Sega Genesis. Hey, I, I just took the top 16... The top 16 uh, consoles. So if your console didn't make it, it must not have been that good. I'm sorry. All right. Last on the list, you got the Wii versus the Game Boy Advance. And this is the only one I took an L on this week. Okay. So the Wii, no, the Game Boy Advance beats the Wii 18 to 6. I had no idea you guys like Game Boy Advance as much. Me personally, I never had Game Boy Advance. I had I went from Game Boy Color to Game Boy SP. Now you could say that's a Game Boy Advance, but I the Game Boy Advance didn't have a light, right? It didn't have the flip capability. Um, just wasn't as good as the SP. So I guess you could you could say I'm a Game Boy Advance fan, but it if we had put a Game Boy Advance SP in there, I'm all over it. But in this case, eh, I don't know. 
yeah. So there you guys go. We got N64 beating the PlayStation 2. We got Game Boy Advance beating the Wii. The 360 beats PS3. And the PS1 beats the PSP. So next week, next week we're going to do the Nintendo DS, the, the original DS versus um, Xbox One. Then you're going to have 3DS versus PS4. And then you got NES versus the Switch and SNES versus original Game Boy. So a couple more vintage uh, showdowns. The Switch could be a sleeper here because Switch is a pretty solid system. Like, out of all the systems I've bought probably in the last decade, I think the Switch has gotten the most playtime. It's it's portable, hooks up to your TV, you just got to snap it in. It's got some utility. It's got some crazy utility. It's not like lugging around a, a computer, right? Because that's what your Xbox is now. It's a, it's a freaking gaming PC minus the, you know, RGB. Like, I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do you think? I think N64 has got potential to win this dang thing. The Switch is sick, but lacks on games. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. That's true. I, I think that's been a downfall of Nintendo in general. So, like, I don't know though, because N sixty four had a lot of legendary games. The Switch is kind of generic. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I'm not. So, like, when I do like my gaming stuff now. You know, if if I want to play like an indie game or, you know, something that's more popular, I'll just hop on the PC. Um, I don't see myself buying another console to play games, but Nintendo, I could see that, you know, like I will, I will buy Nintendo to, to continue to play Pokemon. If a new Halo dropped, I would just play it on my PC. I wouldn't buy the newest Xbox. Crazy, right? Um, Interesting. Interesting thing to take think about. Chris says the N64 takes it. Yeah, no, I, I, we might be there. All right, guys, that's it for March Madness this week. Thank you guys for your votes on that. I'll get this chart updated, and then we'll have some fresh showdowns coming up. Last segment of the night, Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. All right, guys. Last segment of the night, Gengar's Grabs. This is our segment all about you guys. Uh, If you join our Discord and you want to share what you bought this week, all you got to do is take a picture, drop it in the Gengar's Grabs tabs, and I just kind of rank my top five picks of the week on things, you know, that I enjoy. So here we go. Number five this week. Hold on. Number five this week. There we go. Big Tony with the alternate art. Uh, Goku that we just talked about last week. Uh, I had to give this the number five spot because he took my advice, you know, and I, I I don't ever want you guys to just like listen to me, you know, I don't want you guys to just to listen to me. But what like what I mean is like he asked a question. I gave him the best answer I could get and he went and bought, you know, that card. Um based on the information he had. So like, to me, that's just called using your brain, you know? So that was, 
Sweet. Um, I think that's I think that's the better option over the other card that we were talking about. Number four this week. Can I get number four? Here we go. You got Grandpa Dell. Grandpa Dell is Chris, by the way. Um, this is sick. This is sick. This is one of the. You know, besides. Besides Five Nights at Freddy's pops. These Digimon pops are on my list. I keep procrastinating and they keep going up in price. It's really pissing me off. Um, so I just need to knock it out, right? I have my signed uh, Matt. I need to get Ty. I need to get Gabumon and Agumon and just be done with it. Because it's the only four pops for Digimon they made. I think that's pretty darn significant. I think that's solid. They look sick too. I love the way Gabumon, just, or yeah, Gabumon and Agumon, like their eyes are just massive. Looks hilarious on them. Number three this week. We're going with Mega Man. I thought this was cool. Well, one, one, respect the rarity. It's a ghost rare of Ultimate Dragon, okay? But the other thing is that, I, you know, he was opening packs with another one of our Discord members, uh, Four Nines. So I thought that was dope, like that they were hanging out and uh, he decided to open some packs and they they pulled a ghost rare, like... That's cool. How often do you get to open packs with your friends? Think about that. I thought I thought that was cool. And then just to pull a, a sick card like that sounds like a pretty good day. Number two this week. Card habit. Card habit. Um, he's been he I ever since we did the the Scooby Doo Funko release, the NFT Funko release that they did. Uh, he's been staying a little more in tune with what they got going on. And he actually recently pulled another legendary from the Funko NFT release. So that's a redeemable. Um, the odds to get those are pretty darn low. You guys remember that, right? There was like a ton of us that tried the first time and we all got skunked except chase. So this is dope, like really cool. I haven't committed a lot of time to it, but I, I like the idea. I support the idea. I think it's cool. I think it's creative. Um, I even like I like the interface. So like when you go on the website or the app and you get to look at your little um, Funko NFTs, I think that's dope. You know, pretty cool. I, it's the same thing as it's the same thing as this. Like the idea, at least. You know, I have the physical copy, but like you know, when I when I go into like the Digimon app, you know, or not the Digi. Wow, I literally just talking about whatever I want now. Um, you know, like, I like this. I like being able to go into my PSA website, if you could even see it. But, like, you know, I can just pull up my card right there. Right? So, that's it's it's kind of the same idea. Um, it's cool. And I think Funko made, made it look cool, right? They, like, the interface, the app, the visuals, it, it looks nice. So, there's a future there. I don't know where it's going, but it's unique. It was cool. It's it's a chase, right? So that's cool. Number one this week, uh, you guys you guys got beat by someone who's not in the Discord. You guys got trolled by someone who's not in the Discord. Here we go. This is one of our listeners who's not in the Discord, but he decided to contact me over Instagram. Um, and sorry if I butcher your name, uh, but I believe it's Buell. Buell is like the last part of your name. I don't I don't want to mess. Let me see if I can say the whole thing. It's going to be uh, Mundinglia. 
Munding? I can't say it. Munding Laya Buell? I'm not even going to try to say it. But anyways, uh, Digimon Collector, you know, and, and he hits me up from time to time on Instagram asking little things here and there. And he's he's been listening to the podcast and um, finds the information useful. However, he shared this, that he got a tournament uh, Metal Greymon. That's the third place prize. <laughs> he said, I want to submit my recent pickup to the rest of the Gengar's grabs. If this doesn't get me in, then nothing in my collection will get me in. I mean, solid card. I, I'd love to have a trophy card. Um, I don't have any trophy cards. I mean, I, I have prize cards, but nothing like a third place trophy. Uh, and if you guys remember the old school Poke Tower podcast, when we covered high sale of the weeks, like trophy cards dominate, dominate the market by a large margin. And I would love uh, to get my hands on some trophies for Digimon. So this is a solid grab. Um, I mean, that's an awesome card. And the fact that it comes like encased, you can't really get it out. You'd, you'd almost destroy the card if you did. Um, that's special, right? So very cool. Congrats. I was jealous of that grab. Um, that's it for Gengar's grabs this week. You guys did a great job. This is a crazy spread. I mean, we got some Dragon Ball. We got Digimon. Funkos, right? You got NFT Funkos. We got Ghost Rares. We got prize cards. It was a crazy spread, and it's kind of getting like this every week, so it's really cool to see. Um, but that is it for episode 95 of the podcast. Before you guys go, make sure you like the video. If you, if you haven't yet, Log in, log into your YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Absolutely free. Helps me out a ton. Uh, the other thing that's free is you can join our Discord. Share your cards with other collectors, right? Um, you won't find much like on where to hit the new wa- newest Walmart restock, but you get to wheel and deal with some of the coolest t- collectors and, you know, chop it up with just people who love this stuff. So if you haven't yet, please join the Discord. And last thing, if you really like the podcast, you can support our podcast by clicking in the link below that says support our podcast. And what that does is it allows you to donate as little as 99 cents a month. And all that does is help us run things here. Keeps the power on. All right. Thank you guys for watching. That's all I have unless there's any other questions. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. We'll see you guys for episode 96 of the podcast. We're almost to 100. Just hang in there. I got some cool things planned, and that's it. Peace out, guys.